F1 World Champion Max Verstappen. But of course, not without controversy. Buckle up, this is gonna be a long one. Let's jump to start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Start Racing Podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Yancy? Pew, pew, pew. Breaking news, guys. What's up? Nicholas Latifi had just signed to the Red Bull Junior Oh, team. my God. <laughs> on today's episode. Wait, wait, we... we follow that. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Wow, wow. Belated, Happy belated, birthday, belated. Well. belated. Yeah. Uh, my English is not very good. Looking. Happy, happy belated ones. On uh, today's episode, we will be oh, discussing yeah, many welcome, important things here. The World <laughs> Drivers Championship decided the Abu, uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix recap and everything that was surrounding it. In particular, the most important thing. That it was a birthday? No, no. Sebastian Vettel winning the Crypto.com Overtake Award. <laughs> Yo, you saw the price that he got? What did he get? No, I didn't see I'm, it. I'm milling jelly beans. That's what <laughs> jelly beans or jelly bean coins? I don't know if it was I, coins. I don't know. There's jelly bean coins? <laughs> <laughs> From Crypto.com. Maybe. That money's uh, delicious. <laughs> guys, before jumping in there, I want to make sure to note all of our socials. Guys, we are on many podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher, at JumpToStartF1 on Twitter and Instagram. We are also Jump to Start Racing Podcast on YouTube. Hi, you could see us enjoy ourselves here. Thumbs up like this? Thumbs up. Make sure to hit the thumbs up. Smash the like button, as they say. Subscribe if you've seen more than one video. Uh, or drop a review if you see. Yeah, just one? just subscribe, hit the bell, all that stuff. Leave a comment. Uh, drop a review on your podcast platform of choice. Did I miss anything there? Don't think so. No. Okay, Ruben, how was your weekend, my brother? Weekend was great until I don't mid morning Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know how you feel. Yeah, see how was yours? Yeah, it was. Um, started off great. Highly anticipated weekend. Jeez. Mm. And uh, what was anticipated about it? Oh, we're gonna we were gonna have a. Mm. Uh, it was your birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, something now, I made up for yeah when we got together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but right before that, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was a little bit. I didn't think I would. Uh, this is when I know I'm a true fan of something when I'm when I got real really emotional about the outcome of the race. But yeah, we'll talk about it. My eyes are not back. I'm not swelling anymore from crying. Okay. I'm not crying. You're crying. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't crying. <laughs> I almost cried. The guys in front of us at the bar almost cried. Yeah. Um, so with that, my dear sweet friends, let's uh, jump into it. Ruben, hit the drop. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. Guys, I have one question, and I need you guys to pay attention. 30 years ago, Nikki Lauda said, <laughs> if you put a monkey in the cockpit, he'll be able to drive the car. 30 years later, Sebastian Vettel said, to start his car, it's like a computer. It's very, very complicated. Nico Rosberg said, he pressed the wrong button during a race. I don't remember which race it was. He pressed the wrong button on a wheel. So my question to you two both. 
Formula One driving today with 20 buttons. Is it too complicated with 20 buttons and more on the steering wheel? Are drivers under too much effort, too much stress? What do you guys wish for the future of your technical programs during the race? Do you want less buttons or more? Do you want less or more communications with your engineers? What do you think? Give them a round of applause. Now, you're supposed to say, can you repeat the question? Because that's what Vettel says. Hold on. No, because the thing is like, that... I, I'm just still like... <laughs> no, no, it was good. No, but give him the wah, wah, wah. I know why you're going to say that. Because I didn't do the accent. Exactly! <laughs> you know exactly. The river is that's right why, there. That's why I couldn't play along. The river is right I'm there. Like, is he really saying it? Yeah, yeah. Go, no, he, he is. No, no, but like, the, he said quote. it with such prose. But there was He's, something missing here. I felt like I was watching a Shakespearean play. <laughs> but there was something missing. There was something missing. That's why. That's why. That's why. I didn't say. Thank you, Will. I spent. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Who are you asking the question? Yo, power anyway. for that, yeah. Yo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. That's awesome. But so the next challenge is say it with the accent. Oh, my God. Okay, 30 no. years ago. No. 30 years ago. All right, so <laughs> moving on from that, a little bit of fun. It was the challenge for the whole year that gives me 10 trivia points, and I automatically win. Um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he's just I a back of the grid. <laughs> Listen, I can't be that fire and change the rules all of a That's sudden. That's it. That was the rule. Yeah, oh, that was my the God. Rule. Okay. All right, so let's jump into it. Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um we have a new champion, uh, a brand new Formula One champion, Max Verstappen. Uh, wah, 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 oh. you, I'm sorry. Congratulations to him. You have both. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everybody feels, by I the way. I think we're going to change that drop to yours. Yeah. yeah. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so we have a new champion. Um, Max Verstappen, look, regardless of what happened this season, or this this race, this last race. Granted, we're going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. What a dominating performance across the whole season. Never finished lower than second, unless he was affected by the puncture in Baku, or yeah. whatever you want to call that, and the uh, damage at Silverstone by um, the accident that he had there. And then Monza, obviously the double DNF with him and, and Lewis Hamilton. Aside from that, the dude never really put a foot wrong. He... Um, 18 races he finished out of the first to second. 18 races. Yeah, that's it's a new record, right? Yeah. The most podiums in the, in a, a season. Mm-hmm. 10 wins, 8 second places. Just I mean, dominating season. Dominating season, right? Complete uh, another domination. The car itself was... You'll never, Actually, I feel like I'll never know just how good that car was because he was so good in it. His teammate was never even, I, I mean, I guess you could say with, with the same with Hamilton. His teammate was never able to really demonstrate mm-hmm. how good that car was the way that Max Verstappen was. But uh, all that said, even though it was a funky finish, which we'll, we will get into, congratulations, Max Verstappen. Um, the first, potentially the first of many, depending on how things shake out next season with the new regs. And ushering in, I feel this is ushering in the new generation of F1 drivers with 
him, George Russell, Lando Norris, Charlotte Claire, all those guys. This is, I guess, the first step into what I'll call the takeover. Yeah, you can say that. I, you can accurately say that. Um, regardless of what you think, how that race finished, either one, whoever won that race, deserved to be the champion. Uh, you can say the same thing for Lewis. Um, but Max is the champion. He's crowned the champion. He deserves to be the champion. And it's what many people were saying since he ever since he came in F1. And he's proved them right. And um, to have the season that he's had, because obviously the champion is not crowned in the last race. The champion is who has the most points after 23 races. 22 we had. 22 we had this year. And <clears throat> Max Verstappen performed, and we said this before, we feel, or I feel, he performed better than Lewis if you look at the season as a whole. The fact that Lewis was right there shows how good Lewis Hamilton is. And the fact that Max Verstappen needed to have a season like this to beat Lewis Hamilton and barely beat Lewis Hamilton shows how good Lewis Hamilton is and shows why Lewis Hamilton is a seven-time world champion. Um, but kudos to Max, man. He's, he's the first of the new generation of drivers to come into F1. He has proven himself worthy of being championship caliber, and now he is a champion. Uh, round of applause to him, man. He did a great job this season. Regardless of how how I may feel about him. I mean, this year, you know, he, his logo is a lion. So mm -hmm. this year he, he was a lion. Yeah. He was. Uh, did he make mistakes this year? I think both drivers made mistakes. But the way he performed as, as the year, season as a whole, come on, you can't ask for a better season than that from a driver. He was one with the car. Like, yeah. I'm, there's, you know, it's a, lot, it's a lot of things that you could try to say, but they're not going to justify even mm -hmm. how, you know, to the level that he took, I guess, you know, the team and, and the level that he put Mercedes on and actually Mercedes put him on. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was like a back and forth mm -hmm. thing. And the way they started, you know, Red Bull and, and them, they lost a little momentum. And that's when Mercedes crept up, you know, started creeping in. But congratulations to him. Well-deserved. He earned it. He yeah. wasn't given to him. He earned it. And he came through clutch because he got yep. the overtake done in that last lap, regardless of how they got into that situation. He got it done. Uh, we've seen many a drivers in that same situation be for just a podium position mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or even to get the race win, and they're not able to deliver. Right. He was able to do it. And you know, it's what champions are made of. So well, and he's a champion now. Well-deserved. Congratulations, well -deserved. Max. You yeah. are a world champion. I mean, yeah. I, you're right, Ruben, in the sense that Max's performance made Mercedes and Hamilton have to respond. It's almost like an iron sharp, sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we haven't, we didn't see from Mercedes last year. We didn't really get to see it in, in, the prior. Tw in 2019 because we had like, Ferrari got knocked off the pedestal with the engine regulation, the, the, the engine issue in 18, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. So we had not really seen this level of competition get, get so, so tight, but, in reality, though, like, it, it sucks the way that it ended because all it does is it tarnishes what was a tremendous season from this guy. It was, we were talking in, 
maybe not Jeddah, but Brazil and and the lead up into like Brazil going that far into the, into the season where we're talking about Max looks unflappable, looks like the pressure's not even getting to him, looks like he he's just out there just racing like just minding his own business and doing work, and it's like that's that's the way to become a champion under immense pressure. Yeah. Anything else to say about Max? Because I do want to talk about Lewis next. Yeah, well, I mean, no, there's nothing else to say. I mean, it was just a phenomenal showing by both of them, but go ahead. So I want to I want to I want to set the table here. And obviously out of the three of us, right? I was pulling more for Max. I have actually been a Max fan before it came to this season, before it even came to last season. I had always just been a fan of the guy. So it, it's it's a little bittersweet the way the season ended. But I want to point out about Lewis Hamilton, a couple of things, right? And Mercedes. The FIA changed the rules coming into the season essentially to favor the Red Bull car and the Red Bull style cars. Well, the uh, high rate. The high rate versus Tim the low hat. rate concept. Tim hat. No, Th- that did happen. Not for right? me. You're the one talking about me. That no, did happen. That, that did happen. Yeah, yeah, no. At the last minute, too. Right. Which is the reason, again, not only Mercedes was at a disadvantage, the only other car on the grid that had that low rake system was Aston Martin. And, and they, they were greatly affected. You can see where they finished in the, in the standings. So there's that, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole season, um, some can say that there was a lot of calls that went against Mercedes mm-hmm. and Lewis Hamilton. Some could say that this uh, there was a lot of decisions on track from the stewards and Michael Massey himself that went a lot against uh, uh, Mercedes. We saw obviously the penultimate, not the penultimate, but like everything kind of built up to what happened on Sunday. That kind of just screwed up Mercedes's flow and Hamilton potentially winning another championship. So we can say that. In effect, or in essence, they, I think that fairly we can say they were kind of screwed out of a champ, out of another championship for the driver, right? From the beginning. Not from the beginning, but just taking into account what happened Sunday, kind of screwed out of a race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out of the championship. Well, uh, let's, I don't want to say the championship. They were screwed out of a race win, which had the implications of being the champion. Of winning the championship. Okay. Um, the championship can be won or lost. Throughout the entire season, absolutely, and absolutely, and, you know, and on the other side, you can have a lot of luck, you know, a lot of bad luck. Um, you know, Baku being one where Max was winning the race, you know, by mm-hmm. far, and had a tire blowout. Um, him getting hit by Hamilton and them contacting, but he was the one that flew into the barriers, and Hamilton won the race. There's a lot of incidents where. Red Bull can be aggrieved, feel aggrieved, feel is the key word. And a lot of incidences where Mercedes can feel aggrieved. But over overall, it's I don't feel that you know, one part of the the FI or the governing body was pulling for one team or the other. But to your point, yes, you can okay. say that as far as the race is concerned. Yeah, Mercedes. So can we say that things towards the end of the season, they have a bit more gravity towards the championship, sure. right? So Lewis, a seven-time world champion, mm-hmm. could have been eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. 2007, mechanical failures, pit misses the pit lane, drives into the gravel trap China. In, in Malaysia. Malaysia China? I think it was China. China, right? That, that right there would have made, season? His would have made him. Eight-time world champion. 
That would have made him nine time if you count. Yeah, yesterday. if you count yesterday. The Nico Rosberg season, he had so many mechanical issues with his car. Would have been a 10-time champion, right? Mm -hmm. Look at these things that have to conspire. Freaking Max had to first or second in every race that he finished. Then we have the tinfoil hat, like Ruben's conspiracy theories come mm -hmm. along. <laughs> Look at everything that had to happen so that Hamilton does not win the... Let's face it. Another the, one. The guy ran away at the start of the race never to be caught again unless what happened happened during the race and mm -hmm. rightfully he should have had the race, race win I think and he should have had the championship but mm -hmm. this is the level that you have to raise your the, your game at when you even when Red Bull had the better car throughout most of the season yeah how crazy is that how the, the kudos to Lewis Hamilton kudos for not uh, crying on the podium like you know pitching a fit like uh, we yeah, expected he, him he or like how himself. Christian Horner and Max would have yeah they would have and they did in Abu Dhabi yeah I mean so, no, in, in Saudi Arabia in Saudi Arabia so kudos to them for kudos to him and kudos to Mercedes for being just champions and I, I walk away from this past weekend's race saying that Lewis Hamilton is the best driver in the world the galaxy and the universe because if that's what it takes to beat him yeah, I mean, and I came. I my conclusion after that race was: yes, Max Verstappen is a champion, and obviously Lewis has been in enough one forever, and there've been other champions. But when you start comparing drivers, each you know each driver, you know Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton, you start comparing these drivers, and now we have Max Verstappen, who's another world champion. Um, to to say that Max Verstappen is better than Lewis Hamilton just because he won this championship, I'm not gonna go that far. No, no, impossible. Because at the end of the day, what Max Verstappen almost did. And Red Bull was lose that championship in a car that was considered to be better than the Mercedes. Okay? The last four races were dominated by Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes, including Abu Dhabi. They just didn't come out with the victory. Lewis Hamilton put that team on his back, and that team gave him a better car, which was inferior to the Red Bull throughout most of the season, and almost got the job done, including winning the Constructors' Championship. Yep. That's why Total Wolf deserved to crowd surf <laughs> what? after the race. He was crowd surfing after the race. Yeah, I did not see that. Yeah. That crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. It's all over social that, media. That's amazing that even though he lost, he's still able to celebrate like that. That's because good. Good that's a huge, I thought that was old. But what is mean. it? No, no, that's, no, that was recent. That was right after the race. Good for them. Um, What is it now? Eight Constructors? Yes. Nine. Nine. No, no, eight, eight, eight. eight. You're right, you're right. Yeah, eight constructors, championships. That's insane. Seven so, from Lewis. Yeah, and <laughs> it's insane. No. Yeah, eight, it is. Eight construction. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Right? They, mm -hmm. they started winning them in 14. Lewis has six, six, six. with Mercedes. He only, they. they Rosberg and this one. Yeah, Rosberg gotcha. and this one. So they've won the Constructors' mm -hmm. Championship the last eight years. years. In a row. And this season they showed why they are champions. Yeah. 
Okay? Max almost lost it. Thank you, Nicholas Latif, for the newest Red Bull Junior driver. Oh, I'm joking, <laughs> but <laughs> no, nah, I mean there was a lot more to that. But listen, they all. They... It's hard for me to say Red Bull almost lost it, but we'll talk about that later on when we talk. Yeah, about... but um, listen, I, me personally, everybody knows I am a huge Ferrari fan. No, and my no. favorite driver on the grid is Leclerc. Not science. Okay. <laughs> But just watching Lewis carry himself throughout these past few seasons, especially this season, how he's driven, how when put against the wall, he responds and responds like a champion and gets the job done. The best driver in the world, to me, I mean, the greatest of all time is a lot, but he's definitely in that conversation. Um, the way... I think his best performance of the, of the whole weekend was in Brazil. The whole year, you mean? The whole season? Like that that one performance, and that's where it all started. This last run of races, that's where it all started. Mm -hmm. In Brazil, obviously he has a five-grade five five grade five place grid penalty, five place grid penalty for the injury. Fast. Then he starts from the back because they gave him... Disqualifying. They disqualified him from qualifying over the wing issue fights back in the sprint race to get up to fifth place from last on the grid starts 10th and still wins that race that's where this run started and he almost won the championship and that's where it started he put that team on his back and not many drivers can say that ruben what do you think of your favorite driver not george russell <laughs> <laughs> No, I think uh, there's not much you could say that Yancey or you you didn't you know didn't say. Just, it seems like that Mercedes all season up to the last last four or five races they were just struggling on everything, mm -hmm. but they were still on top because they're a top tier team, so they were still fighting with you know with the best driver. Mm -hmm. So when they got shine of light, you know, which Hamilton did. When you know on Brazil, that's when they everything really they started to believe. Hey, we could really win this. Mm -hmm. Meaning as a whole team, and that's when the team got really packing together and showed. They galvanized, they galvanized the team. And obviously, the only thing they could regret is the last lap. <laughs> There's nothing yeah, else they could regret. Lap. I mean, it's a good restaurant. <laughs> a good restaurant. But it's like it's like you know it's like I said earlier. I mean the the, the championship is won throughout the season. It's mm -hmm. not just a few races. And um, obviously, they started off on the back foot, and that's all their fault. Uh, they they just... <laughs> their fault? Why? Because, obviously, they got hampered by the regulations. They didn't know how much of an effect it was. Right. Obviously, if you can't perform, if you can't put a car out there, it is your fault, you you know, especially if you're the champion. Also, they said our resources are primarily going to the 2022 car. There you go. So, I mean, but that's also what you have to juggle, and all the teams are juggling mm -hmm. that same thing. So, they got their stuff together it was just a little bit too late so race weekend itself but they still won the constructors they did they sure. they they killed it to <laughs> yeah, <be honest>. man. <laughs> so qualifying wise there's only kind of one thing to mention there um max Verstappen on his second qual on q in q2 his fastest lap at the time he tried to set it on he set it on uh 
mediums that he actually got flat spotted. So he ended up having to switch to softs. What ended up happening from there was Perez and Max went on softs versus Hamilton and uh, I think Bodas went on mediums as well. Actually, I can check yeah, right now. Uh, it turned out not to really matter because, well, one, Bodas just did not. Bodas was on mediums. Hamilton was on mediums. Also. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Verstappen and Hamilton pitted one lap apart anyway, so that like kind of negated the whole mm-hmm. thing. And everybody, um, everybody knows how Perez is on on the tires. So just qualifying, just in general, what the result of it was: Max was on pole, Lewis Hamilton second, Lando Norris third, Sergio Perez fourth, Carlos Sainz fifth, and then Valtteri Bottas all the way down in sixth. Yeah. That sucks. That yeah, hurts a lot. He didn't come through this race at all. That hurts quite a bit. Um, so that that was the grid position for for the championship deciding race. Max on pole, Hamilton in second. At the start of the race, though, we see Hamilton take get like the best start of his probably the best start of his life. Championship he, thing. Yeah, even like though a on similar wrist start, just like in Jeddah, it was like a just like that. Mm-hmm. Poof, just bolted off the line. I got this, I got this, I got this. On the yeah. slower tire. On, on the mediums versus the soft. So that's why like it's worth mentioning because tire life and then like Max was supposed to get a better start on the softs and then disappear, but that didn't happen. Hamilton gets the, the, the good start, is ahead of Max. They go through, what is it, the opening chicane, but mm-hmm. what was it, the turn? I it forget was what turn. Turn one and two. It was going into two. So turn into going into turn two. You sure? Yeah, it was turn one. It was going one. into turn one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Max dive bombs as he's known to do. Lewis pushes him off the track. Hamilton ends up having to cut the chicane, run off road as we'll call it, and rejoin the track further on down the line. Um, does not end up giving the place back. Because he did not gain a lasting advantage, that is the that is the discussion going on on uh, the broadcast. What did you guys think of that whole uh, situation? I think I mean Max did the same thing in Brazil. No investigation. He went off track. I thought they both went off track in Brazil. Well, he pushed them out. Um, he does. He does this thing where. Max tends to go, I mean, obviously Lewis was ahead of him, but Max tends to go, Max tends to take the entire width of the track after he hits the apex and pushes out Lewis Hamilton. He's done it various times this season. Now, you're supposed to leave room for the other car on the track. I mean, um, uh, Max never does. So, and obviously Lewis wanted to avoid the collision because obviously, and Max knows that if he hits him on countback, meaning that if they, if they both don't finish the race, Max wins the championship because he has more victories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's been driving like that the past few races. He can take that risk of getting hit by Lewis. Um, or hitting him. Or hitting him. Um and it's what he always does. I mean, he's he's done it various times throughout the season. Um, so Lewis, in order to avoid the collision, I understand that because obviously it doesn't benefit Lewis if he gets hit. 
He's either going to get a damage call. And he always avoids the collision, too, a lot of times. Well, he avoids, For the most part. For the most part, but against Max, he definitely avoids the collision because Max is super aggressive. So, um, as far as no investigation necessary, if I say that there was an invest at least an investigation necessary in Brazil, there at least has to be an investigation here in, in Abu Dhabi. Now, I think at the end of the day... It's tough because you don't want to get involved in a championship fight and then the, be, be a penalty that decides it. But the rules are the rules, oh, so we think, right? And they got to be followed. And that's the issue. There's no consistency. I just so. think that the track layout is so different, Brazil versus Abu Dhabi, where in Brazil he was out and then the next turn – it's so far down the road, like there's no there's no room, there's no potential for you to cut the cut the next corner and then you know rejoin the track with a advantage. Here, well, I think that was well, I mean I don't. It's a Hamilton. Hamilton mm-hmm. definitely had the corner though. He was ahead. Yes. You know, I agree. He was definitely ahead of him by by I think further than it was. I just think comparing it to Brazil is a little. Well, I'm not comparing the same. It's not the same incident, but what I'm saying is that what I'm saying I'm comparing how the stewards handled it. You get what I'm saying? Because again, there there was this happened. This was supposedly going to be the talking point of the entire race Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. it had played out the way it was supposed to play out. And then this would have been the controversy instead of what happened on the last lap. And but all of this started with the standard in Brazil where no investigation was necessary, even though there was a clear penalty. And it doesn't matter who the penalty was, it was a clear penalty on whatever driver you think it may be. I'm just saying that these are the things this is the this is the the president that the president that was set at that race. And there's been a few times where it's been tested and there's just been no consistency how it's been called. I think you're going too far, to be honest. I think that beyond Brazil or whatever, this is a typical lap one incident where we've seen how many drivers cut corners and how many races just to try and avoid damage. Mm-hmm. I think Hamilton, in order to avoid damage from a dive bombing max, cut the corner. Right. Did not gain a lasting advantage. Supposedly gave it back. I, whatever. That's what we were told. So that's what we have to believe. And it's just a lap one incident where he had to do what he had to do to avoid damage. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think there should have been a penalty there at all. I agree. I think but also what what ended up happening uh, what, unless it's why a collision, you, then it would probably be causing a collision. This is moto <laughs> racing, Yancey. <laughs> <laughs> I think what ended up ha- being going that way is because Hamilton was already ahead before the turn, mm-hmm. so that that played into helping him, you know, stay on and stay in the front and just hey, okay, so you were ahead, but you gained. You know, you gain time by cutting the second corner because you you had to go to the runoff or whatever is there. Mm-hmm. I just slow down so they could catch up with you again. Let's go back to racing because you were already ahead. And obviously he dive bombed. But remember, I, I think it was in the Sky Sports uh, commentators that said this. Um, Danny Ricardo made a career of doing that, of diving, uh, no, but but I, not as not I, as aggressive as Max, but not as aggressive as Max. He does it more clean. Yeah, and I feel like in that type of situation, yeah, but. Uh, Danny I, picks his spots. He yeah, and, and he Max, doesn't and he doesn't run anybody off the road. No, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't motivate. Well, yeah. He's unable. He would have been unable to make the turn unless he collided and got he got course corrected back onto the track. It's like a typical 
if you're playing the game online. That's just how it is. Like people first, just crash first, it, crash into turn. you to make the turn, and that's not the way it should be. And the, and and also what you have to realize too is that the way when Max took that apex, after you take that apex, you support. If you have a car on the outside that's ahead of you, you're so or even if it's behind you, you're supposed to leave room for that car yeah. and not run them off the road. Max's front wheel was right on that white line. Right. I don't know. He left no room. No, he didn't. He he was in a situation. And then the where rules it clearly says you have to leave room. So then, what are we doing here? He wanted to be like you know. He was like on a racing line that wasn't the racing line, and what you would not have been able to even make that turn. So like that's why he lost so much time then slowing down and trying so to really, position yeah. himself mm -hmm. to get around the shit. Like I'm a surprised he didn't lose more places. To be honest, he with had you. to reset himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So there was that situation. Uh, from there, Lewis Hamilton goes off into the distance. Lap 13, Max Verstappen pits. Lap 14, Lewis Hamilton pits. So mm -hmm. who's in first place? None other than Sergio Perez, Max Verstappen's teammate. Built-in traction control. Built-in traction control. On softs. On softs. On unused softs, softs from the qualifying. Lap 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 22, all the way to 21. He's leading the race. Come lap 20, 21, that's when we see the battle with uh, Lewis Hamilton in which the slowdown battle the slowdown battle can yeah. we say um, he defended like a lion there we can say that right of course he's not Ocon <laughs> Jesus <laughs> so over the course of that poor Ocon what is he doing to you man <laughs> no but he couldn't defend like a lion tell Ocon to defend like a lion <laughs> <laughs> over the course of that period we saw hold on there was a I'm just trying to see for sure Max was down at I think the 13. Yeah, at, at times over f 14 seconds. It was around like 13, 14 seconds. Right. And within that battle, that amazing back and forth, um, at the end of it, all you see is Max Verstappen kind of chasing these guys down the main straight right back into the fight. Even though he he was he was down and out for the, the it was it was crazy how far Lewis Hamilton had gotten upfield from him. So Sergio Perez, um, just bravo. What an amazing fight. And this is what teammates are there for. If you need him. If you need him. Yeah. He slowed down the pace, obviously, of the race. Um, not only he fought him for I don't know how many corners. I think it was the highlight of the race for me because that's the kind of wheel-to-wheel -wheel battle that we want to see. See a car overtaking, come right back. Overtake him again. I think he did it like two or three times. Um, but he was, what he was doing there, it was obviously slowing um, Lewis. Lewis down yeah. as far as pace wise, but it was also making him use his tires. Um, which obviously is, is going to go, is going to advantage, is going to lend an advantage to Max, to Max Verstappen because he's not wasting his time mm -hmm, fighting mm -hmm. anybody. Time, energy, yeah. Battery. I mean, it was it was phenomenal to see. It was fun yes. to see. It's the kind of wheel to wheel racing that we yearn to see more in F one, um, and it was clean. I don't think you would have said the same thing if it was Hamilton and Verstappen fighting. If Hamilton and Verstappen were fighting, there probably would have been a collision. But we want to see something like that. Clean, hard racing. And um, showed Checo's experience. Yes. Um, he is very good in many aspects. He's a legend. 
And, I mean, he's obviously not quick, as quick as Verstappen, but I think he'll be better in that car next year, next season. And you might see him in the contention for the more championship more. if they get the rules right, obviously. There's a lot There's a lot of different things going on next year. But, um, you know, bravo to Checo because he has had a very good last two seasons. I think was, the, the, the best two the seasons. seasons. Yeah. Of of his it's, career, and um, and I think ever since he got his foot, and you know he got his footing with that car, he's been driving phenomenal. It was two things for me. Like, could you just imagine as Verstappen is catching up, his view, he sees just two little, two two cars in front of him, just like it was like Crazy. a like a you know like you see like for example when you see in, um, what's that Tom Cruise movie in the, with the planes? Uh, Top Gun. In Top Gun, they see the planes like, <laughs> and that was. That was not gonna know that. I don't remember the that's, name, dude. That's, 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 that's Frank Williams' favorite movie. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna know. That's your team, bro. Wow. So imagine Verstappen's coming up, and he just sees two guys back and forth, and they were, regardless of you know Lewis Hamilton's, oh, that's dangerous driving. Regardless of his comment, to me, it was done. It was with, with finesse. No, it was it was done. No, because Lewis complained about yeah. oh, that's you know dangerous driving, whatever. And it was done finesse, and to top it everything off, it, it was. The final overtake by Lewis on on Checo was right out of the time when Verstappen was winning DRS. So he also gave Verstappen the yep. DRS just to keep going. Yep. Like here you go, I give you the final push. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And also, I mean, and 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 Checo was the, the ultimate team player. Of course, because you go back to qualifying, uh, he gave Max Verstappen toe. the toe, mm -hmm. and and I got him. That got him a really good lap, and I actually put Max on pole. He didn't capitalize on it, but he got him pole, which he needed. So. Overall, this weekend, Checo drove phenomenal. Did pole, he did two toes. Yes. Yeah, he did twice. Whereas mm -hmm. Hamilton came out with no toe from um, Belteri Bora. So I think that to me, the it, it was just the veteran moves. It, it was like he would position himself on the inside for just to be able to hit the chicane. So it was like impressive stuff. Like going on to the start finish straight, like Ruben and I both noticed that he – the way he positioned his car is that he started on the inside. He angled himself out so that he would fit. He would come across the track without having to go back and forth, causing Lewis Hamilton to have problems because you're not going to be lined up in that way to get the proper uh, aerodynamic toe. Mm -hmm. It was just he he was playing 4D chess that whole time, and it was it was impressive to see on a car that had 20 lap old soft tires. Soft. Uh, it, it's almost like uh, the lap, the couple of laps before, he was like, "Yo, I'm charging my battery. I'm getting myself ready, and just kind of just let it rip." Um, you do not ever see that type of racing from Verstappen. We saw something like it in 2018 or 2019 in Austria against Leclerc, mm -hmm. but even then, he was pushing Leclerc off track. Yes, he, so, well, he finally did push Leclerc yeah. off track on that race. I mean, he was on the better tires in that race, and and he obviously won. But it was it was a it was a very similar battle. But he, the the defining move was him pushing Leclerc off track. Um, the only other time I've seen racing like that, me personally, I've seen a race like a racing like that would be Hamilton versus Alonso in Mexico when yes. Alonso was with McLaren. What was that nineteen or twenty? That was uh, nineteen. Um. And, and then, then in Turkey, uh, in hung Hungary again this year. Yeah, I mean, and and you've seen two wily, you know, two veterans there fighting each other. <laughs> the best battle that show. I've seen, but obviously I didn't see it live, 
was Nigel Mansell and Ayrton Senna in Monaco. And I forget the year it was, but obviously... In Monaco. Yeah, in Monaco. Um, Mansell was chasing down Senna for the lead and he just couldn't get past him. Obviously, it's Monaco, but that was a phenomenal battle. If you guys looked that up on YouTube, that was great <laughs> racing as well. And there's no DRS in that one. This is straight racing. So, could we say that? Mansell that? was in the Williams and... Uh, and uh, Ayrton Senna obviously was driving for McLaren. Just I remember that Checo early in the year he had a practice turn about and blocking when he was when he had Lewis behind him for a bunch of laps on Baku. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. And he ended up winning that race. Yes. So there was that. That was through lap twenty one and on softs. On softs. So bravo to Checo and to Red Bull. I believe they even had a power unit issue that they were just like, "Yo, you're just staying out." Towards there. the end, like. You're you're blowing up that car like whatever it takes. Yeah, I think that's why they wound up retiring him. Yeah, and, and I think he even said in the post race like, "Dude, I did what I could for the team. This is a team race, team battle, like yeah, whatever." He, I, he said that he didn't. He obviously, you usually don't want to get involved in a championship battle, but and he, you know, he said, this, I, "I'm paraphrasing." He said, "Lewis would understand. I did it for for, for my team, and and obviously." Lewis will want Botas to do the same thing. So it wasn't... Lewis was wasn't, doing it. In yeah. 2016, he was yeah. backing up the, the whole pack. Yeah. Well, so that was... For that, yeah. No, <laughs> that was so he could win, but... That was so he could win. I don't think that was for the team necessarily. <laughs> Everybody the came underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. But no, but I mean, it was... It, 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 Checo did it, obviously. That's what teamwork is all yes. about. Giving him the toe, fighting. Max was him. You know, said it perfectly. Yeah, Chaco's a legend. He said Chico's it during the radio. Chaco's a legend. Yeah. Dude, so. what, what a drive. Going back a couple of years, I was always like, man, this Chaco guy, he's such a jerk because of the way that it came across on TV of him and Ocon. Right? Yes. It, it was always like he was kind of pushing him around. But mm -hmm. man, like, I what a teammate he has been to uh, to Max. Um, So that was lap 21. Max was able to get up to 1.7 seconds of closing the gap. From there, Lewis Hamilton took off again. The gap continued to widen. Um, how far did it get before? So it got to a point where it was up to five and a half seconds before the next safety car. This is, and it was a virtual safety car with Giovinazzi going off track. Mm -hmm. Verstappen pits, goes in. He puts on a set of another set of hards on lap 36. Hamilton stays out. Do you guys have anything to say here about this? Because I'm gonna, I want to say something right here. Go ahead. Verstappen's only able to pit, take that 14 second, that shorter pit, because Bodas is completely out of the picture. Yeah. Yep. If Bodas would have been if a he was there, in this moment, if he was there to be able to get track position, Back from from Verstappen mm -hmm. because he pitted. Yeah, at, at the Checo moment, the Checo effect. The Correct. same thing. When Whole Lomas different race. Checo was up front. This this would have been over, right? Like it would have just been academic. Even though the the overtake difficulty on Boras is like half of one of those little green things <laughs> on on the AWS. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, we've seen it time and again. When you have two cars close to each other on track, you can dictate the strategy. Two against one. Yes. Mercedes has taken advantage of that various times this season. Red Bull has, um, especially uh, has done that um, this season. I think uh, Spain and what was the other race? Well, Spain comes to mind where where um, 
I think Mercedes pitted Hamilton for a second set of softer tires and he was able to overtake. And he was behind. Yeah. Yeah, and he was behind, but they could only do that because Bottas was up there. Oh, what was that? And Checo was not. It might have been. I forget what the other race is. Yeah, right. Yes. Yes. It might have been France. Yeah, in France, where. um, And and I think. and you saw Red Bull do that, I think, the previous year in Spain also. Um, but again, when you have two cars up there, close, uh, you know, racing next to each other or close to each other, you're able to dictate the strategy because, um, you know, that one car has to cover the other's pit mm-hmm. stop. So if uh, Botas was up there, it would have been a different story. Just, yeah. Because at this so point, many outs. At this <laughs> point, what, what's, what's happening is. It, well, at that point, what's happening was that Verstappen, uh, Hamilton, and Perez were just flying out <laughs> ahead of everybody yep. else. So the pit, the the pit, they don't have to worry about any other cars behind them pitting. Yep. Uh, so they can dictate the strategy there as far as within those with that group of three. So that was lap thirty six, fifty eight lap race. Brundle or Crofty came on the. Uh, broadcast and said Max Verstappen needs to be faster on these new tires these new hearts than Hamilton by 0.8 seconds per lap to catch him on new tires how many la- how many races how many laps left it was it was uh, uh 12 22 22 yeah because he, he put it on 36 yeah dude not even close no ha- I mean uh, Hamilton, Hamilton was just out like Max was not catching him and I was it was what I was telling it you it was academic and what I was telling you guys when we were watching the race at the bar um Hamilton, we we applaud Checo Perez for his tire management. We we say that he has built-in traction control. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lewis is just as good or even better, better than him, if not better than Checo, as far as saving tires. Well, Lewis resuscitates the tires. <laughs> yeah, because Lewis complains that my tires are gone, man, and that's when he starts saying fast as. And that's when he's yeah, that's what that, that's <laughs> the whole like, thing. Okay, just, tires. Let's go. It's got to be cold. At he, this point, we know hey, it's got to hey, be cold. Like, all my tires are like he take, good. It, he takes those tires and he just squeezes them like an orange and squeezes every <laughs> little bit of juice out of it and goes faster than everybody else. Lemon juice. Yeah. I mean, and so Lewis knows how to work the tires very well. So when I saw what was happening, I said, okay, he has it because Max could not. Max, though he was catching up to him, he said it was eight tenths. No, that's why he, he needed. He needed. He, needed. he was only doing two tenths, three tenths at best. So he at went at best, and I know, and us knowing Lewis Hamilton and watching him so many years, knowing Hamilton, obviously he's still going quick, but he still has more in the bag. Of course, crazy. So he actually went from lap thirty-seven, he was down twenty seconds, twenty point two, by lap. 51, right before the yellow flag started coming out for the next incident, he was down to 11.1. So it took him 14 laps to get nine seconds back. He was toast. There's no way that with the remaining seven seconds he was going to, seven laps he was going to catch him. That was, uh, Lewis Hamilton had it in the back. Yeah. Championship things. Coming through in the clutch. So. Just dominated that race. Like he always does. If he's in the front, he just goes. Yeah, well, I mean, and this time he wasn't in the front. He actually got the overtake done in the first lap. He got ahead of Max and just dominated the so race. He took it. He, uh, he said, "This is my championship." Lap, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lap fifty-two, fifty-three. Nicholas Latifi, Mike, uh, Mick Schumacher. I keep almost saying Michael. 
Nicholas Latifi and Mick Schumacher racing each other. Latifi loses control, slams into the wall at a very precarious position. Safety car comes out. Yeah, Latifi, he was obviously battling Michael Schumacher. Mick. No, Mick. Mick. <laughs> you see, you messed me up, bro. I, it's always my fault, right? Yes. Um, Mick Schumacher, he forced Nicholas Latifi, Nicholas Latifi. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Nicholas Latifi offline into the I marbles. I could tell you, but it would take me too long. <laughs> <laughs> into the marbles, into the dirty part of the track. So he lost grip, obviously went into the wall, and he got his Red Bull contract, and mm. you know, the rest mm. is history. Mm. So the safety car came out. I'm just wondering... Since we did not see nothing but the front on the race, what the hell were those two guys doing? They were bad. <laughs> no, no, they were bad. Okay, fine. But Williams probably saying, hey, now you cost us this much money at the, at the last race, at the last, you know, last <laughs> yeah, last five turns. <laughs> and they make it like, they're telling Mick, don't crash, don't crash, because we don't have any money to face this car now. <laughs> That's because Mazepin wasn't there to help him. Yeah, there I you forgot go. to mention, Mazepin, Mazepin COVID, <laughs> he was not able to even race. Hope he gets better, man. That was 19, 19 uh, mm-hmm. cars at the start of the grid. So lap 53, safety car is out. It's a 58-lap race. Max immediately dives into the pits, puts on softs. Brand new softs. Brand new, new softs. Oh, were they brand new? Well, whatever. They, they, new, they yeah. put on softs. Brand new softs, yeah. Yes, brand new. He, um, because of the gap, once again, like we talked about, because of the gap that he had, he's able to just dive into the pits, do what he's got to do, and he can come Don't lose out, position. Not lose position. It's a full safety car because of where that accident took place, the damage that happened to that car. Let us state the facts, right? You. There's lapped cars. Because of the pit stop, there's lapped cars between Hamilton and Verstappen, first and second place. Hamilton is on the tires that he pitted on, the hard tires that he acquired on lap 14. They were also used tires, might I add. One lap used. <laughs> yeah. One la- but they were yeah, used. They were burnt. They were scrubbed. It was one lap on top, of the, tire, yeah. on top of the 39 laps that he had done gotcha. that same race, right? So there were lapped cars between, or there were cars that were down a lap between them. Originally, Michael Massey um, says that they're not going to unlap the cars. Quickly changes his mind, decides to unlap the cars, but only the cars between Hamilton and Verstappen. Um, prior to the race. The teams had agreed. You know what? Let me save that for later. Let me put that one in my pocket for later. Put that in our pocket for later. The way the things shook out, lap 54, 55, 56, and 57 were all under the safety car. Anticipating a green last lap for all the marbles for the World Drivers Championship. What do you guys think of that? Without get, we're getting we're gonna get into the FIA and Michael Massey later, but what do you guys think of that incident right there? Calls were made on the Mercedes pit wall based on what the procedures were coming out of a safety car. 
Now, what are the procedures usual? Since this rule when put, was put in place, what do they do normally? Procedures usually are the safety car comes out, everybody follows the safety car. At, at some point, while... Obviously, a safety car usually comes out when there's an accident on track and they have to clear... Hazard. The, yeah, well, hazard. Well, they have to clear the car and they have to clear the debris that's on the car. So while they're clearing all of that, the safety car is out, slowing the cars down. No one can overtake, including the lap cars, can overtake because they don't want any cars going faster than what they should be going around the lap. At some point, when the debris is clear... They let all lapped cars go around once. Or catch up to the pack. Or catch up to unlap the pack. themselves. Yeah, unlap themselves. So the order of the race can start again. Now, why does this happen? Usually, any gaps that are between the cars are obviously closed down because they're right behind each other. Mm -hmm. And usually, teams take advantage of this to overtake a car on track, right? That's why we like safety car restarts for the most part, even though there were some some races where there were just too many safety cars. Abu Dhabi being one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Saudi Arabia being one. <laughs> okay. So this all takes a matter of, depending on how much debris, takes three, four, five laps to complete. This didn't happen. The first red flag, I mean, and I'm not talking about actual red flag. First red flag was when Michael Massey said the cars are not going to unlap themselves. That was the beginning of That was the beginning of the confusion. Yes, there you go. And this is like two laps to go in the race. And then, for some odd reason, this has never been seen before, he only lets the cars in between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen to unlap themselves. Mm -hmm. Regarding, regardless of anybody else, because everybody else behind them is racing for a position also. And there's also lap cars down. Also. Yeah. Yes. So they're able to fight. Usually you're able to fight straight on. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. And everybody's confused. And Mercedes left Lewis Hamilton out there because they thought that it wouldn't, be enough time to go racing without letting those lap cars go around. And then the safety car Meaning coming without in. Without following the yes. normal... I, I disagree with that. Yeah, and... I disagree with that. And, all right, you can disagree, but let me just finish. Yes, sir. And, and also, the rules state that once the cars have lapped around, one lap later, not the same lap, one lap later, the safety car comes in. That didn't happen either. So Mercedes anticipating all of this going on. Is the reason why they didn't pit Lewis? They no, well Negative. they didn't. Negative. What is it? What is it? It was we agree that it was a 14 second delta the pits, the pit mm -hmm. window, right? Mm-hmm. He was up eleven seconds on Max at the time. So he would lose position. He would have lost track position. You can't pit because so it was of that. because, uh, it was, it was, because the, the Max would have just stayed out and won the championship. If you assume that they're gonna get to the end and all that if stuff. If the normal procedures are followed. Correct. Max wins the championship. Max wins the championship in that way. If he pits. If Lewis pits, yeah. If yeah, Lewis, but they didn't pit him. They, went, we, they didn't want to pit him at no, all. No, they, they didn't pit him once because and they even if there, but and, Yeah, and even if there is a restart, 
even mm-hmm. if there is a restart, Max wouldn't be able to to catch up to to Lewis because there's just not enough time in the lap. Well, the race would have finished under uh, 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 under safety. safety car, under the safety car, which we've seen happen all the time. Happens all the time. So yeah, pretty much just to. In my thing is just to be a little more. I think Yancey was f- super confusing right now. But by the way, no. <laughs> okay. But no, what I'm saying is that safety car comes out. Mercedes looks at all these scenarios. That's pretty much what you're explaining all the scenarios. Yeah. And say, hey, if we pit, we're going to lose position. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Verstappen is not going to pit. He's going to overtake us right. and then win the race. What do people always say? So do, we're do not the opposite pit. of the car in front of yeah. you. That's what everybody. So says. pretty much, we're not going to pit because it, if all the procedures, the normal. Procedure has been being followed for years, or the, you know, whatever, because we don't know how far back it goes. Mm-hmm. If the normal procedure is done, this race is going to end on the safety car, because yeah. same thing. All the cars have to unlap. It's a guess, by the way. It's not like yeah, yeah. oh yeah, a safety car is supposed to last. No, because then, then the 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 little gimmick in the bottom is that the race director could over 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 over. over well, we'll get to that. Yeah, but. no, but it, it says it. Like you know, that's the reason you look at all those scenarios, but nobody thinks it's going to go that way. So no, we're not going to pit because. We don't have the window. That's pretty much what I said. We don't. We don't, we don't have. We don't. The, the issue is not that the that that the that the that they didn't have that, the gap. No, no, it. no. The issue is not that the race director or Michael Massey in this case said, "Okay, um, the safety car in this lap. He can he can tell the safe. He can he can say whatever. He has control of the of, yeah, the, yeah. of the safety car as far as when does it come in and when you start racing. The issue is is that he didn't let the rest of the cars pass by." No, that that's where where I was stuck on, you know, when the race finished. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and then all the other teams are, are super confused. They're, they're confused because they're racing on that assumption. Like, okay, everybody's gonna they're gonna unlap the cars, and then we're gonna go racing. Perfect example of that was that audio that, that little video you shared earlier with us. Was Stroll is super confused. Can I overtake? Can I? Can, yeah, you can overtake. You no, race, blue go. flag, blue flag. Yeah, like blue now flag, you like, can race. Can, blue can, flag. Can, can, now you what, can. What race. do I do? And then when he finished, like. What the hell am I supposed to do here? We'll explain later. Yeah, we'll explain that. That's what he got. But, again, there was no time for Lewis to pit. He would have lost position, and Verstappen would... If they see him come in, Verstappen would never come in. Even if Lewis afterwards overtakes him in the last lap. But nobody knew this was going to happen. Right. Right. Nobody knew the length of that safety yes. car. Or the decision was going to be made. I say, hey, no, you're coming now. Because if you follow the proper procedure, mm-hmm. same thing you said, all the on-lap cars go, the following lap. The safety car comes in. If all of that happened, we will finish the race under the safety car. But remember, at the beginning of the race, they said that they wanted to finish the race racing. Right. So, so that's, that, where that's what they said. But before the race started, all the teams got together and they had this discussion. If there is a safety car, virtual safety, whatever, we want to finish the race, the last lap. Racing. We don't want to crown a champion under, under safety. a safety car. That's, I think, the easiest way so, to put it. That's the reason why I said to you guys before the podcast, and you guys told me, oh, leave it the same for the podcast. So the best way to go would have been reflect the race. Yes, I agree. 100%. And then clear the track, whatever. Now everybody got fresh tires. Let's go racing. I agree 100%. And I am 100% sure Mercedes would have liked that. Oh, everybody. Not Mercedes. Everybody. everybody. That, but that, that's the thing. Now you have to look at the procedure of why you throw a red flag. Now, no, I don't no. know what. But the, the excuse for the red flag was like, we want to finish racing. We need to clean this car up. We want to finish racing, just like we discussed at the beginning of the race. Mm-hmm. We want to finish racing. If we do all the proper procedures, we're going to finish on the safety car, and we don't want that. And it gives Lewis a chance to change his tires. Everybody. 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 Yeah. So, you and that would have been the whole race. And that would have been a platform, you know, like a level field for everybody. 
Even the guys in the back that were trying to get position, like you're saying. Yeah. But again, I don't know if if I don't know what the procedures are to call a referee. I, know, I don't know what I don't know what the what the, but, what the thing. The, the, but uh, since I'm the race director mm-hmm. and I have power to overpower whatever hell is written, hey guys, we're gonna reflect the race. So we could just have I think an, that they an tied themselves in the foot by agreeing. See, none of this happens. None of this controversy controversy happens if they don't have that discussion before the race, saying, "Oh, we have to." I, I think it happens anyway because yeah. every you're you're in a position where you even it, I mean because the the not, now he has he has the pressure on him to finish on that racing. race under a green flag, right? Regardless of of the of of what this the, is where what the procedures are, I think it's also and now you're giving him leeway. Now you're giving him leeway to to change to do and to make any changes, and nobody's gonna be happy. I think it's just also has to do with experience. How long did Whiting do it for? Yeah, but there was also no, no. But th- that's what things I'm, always happen. We but. can always say the last guy was better. The no, guy no, no. But what I'm what I'm saying better. is this: I mean, not that I, not that saying not that, look at look at the way Hamilton raised. We say it because of experience. He also raised that way, you know, solid, solid, and stuff like that. So yeah, but experience, yeah, exactly. But experience also dictates that you follow the rules the way those things have always been done, and he but, hasn't done it all season. But since I have the control, because we spoke before the race that you want to finish under the green flag. The only way to finish under the green flag. It's to reflect the race. Reflect the race for a few. The issue is, the issue is that would have been the perfect scenario. The issue is, is that what I saw because, and we saw this because of the FIA team radio, is that now teams. I don't know if this went on before. Yeah, yeah. But even if it did go on before, it's wrong. Teams are lobbying the race director to make certain decisions. It's like a political process. You can't even. Think if you're the yeah. director. Yeah, you, no, can't even, not, you can't even think. You can't even not, not, let alone think. Discuss with the other guys that are there yeah. with you. Your guys, what do you think we should do about others? And you have somebody calling you and then don't do the total wolf on, don't red flag the race. No, he didn't say that. No, what he, he said, said no, no, don't, no safety car. No safety car. car. That was under the, under the virtual one. Under yeah. the virtual, under yeah. the virtual safety car. Like, dude, wh- whose call is that? That's Michael Massey's race. Why are you even influencing Mikey, him? Mikey, no safety and it's been going on the entire season. And that is an issue. Because what happens is is that the race director is there to ensure the safety of all the cars and to make sure that the races run the way it's supposed to run under the rules, the rules being under the rules that have been laid out for I don't know how many seasons. Whenever they were put in or something. Yeah. Okay, and now what happens is is that it feels like Michael Massey is not only being bullied by Total Wolf but also Christian Horner. And they're on the horn. Well, those are the only radios that we hear. Huh? <laughs> that's the only radios that we got. To yeah, hide. but who knows what? Uh, but I'm who pretty sure what, what I'm, th- My point is that that's probably the tip of the iceberg, and it's probably even worse than that. Mikey, can you check your email? I don't check my emails the, on the radio. Well, even the, the <laughs> fact that <laughs> he was told, the told. fact the way he was talking to him, Mikey, no, Mikey, no. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was complete and utter embarrassing for a governing body to not only be treating that way, but to be acting that way. When you see any other sport. Yeah, you see coaches talk to the referee. You see uh, in the NBA, in the NFL, talk to the referee. But when the referee has to make a decision, they'll be like, yo, shut up. Go that way. Let me talk to the refs, and I'll make the decision, and my decision final. And you can cry whatever you want, but this is the way it's going to go. It's a motor race. It's a motor race, Ruben. <laughs> so-, so now what happens is that you're, 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 you're having two team principals going back and forth on the radio, and honestly, Michael Massey said... No lapped cars. Okay, that's what you want. Now, all of a sudden, we got a call from Christian Horner. All right, so let's unlap the cars between just them two. Everybody's happy. No, my man, that's not the way this works. 
I think that I think that he was stuck in a situation where there was just you were gonna lose whatever way. If if the championship is decided on their safety car, you're toast, right? If you do what you did, you're you're toast. If you I think the best decision would have been I'm stopping the whole race. But it would have been that probably would have been the best decision, but I'll tell you what. Even if the race does even if the race does finish under the safety car, at least he follow the rules. And that's what is laid out. No, because then what's going to happen is, oh, you guys took too long to get the car off the track. You guys took too yeah, long to get Okay, but that, that mean that, that... But we followed the regulations. Yeah, but we followed the regulations. Because right now, the issue is that he made up his own rules. <laughs> under that clause, which says that he has total autonomy of the safety car. Because that's what they're well, using. Well, he's a race director, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that's what they're using. And that's the that's the complaint. Now he's making up his own rules. Something that's isn't never that happened isn't before. Isn't that a rule that he can make up his own rules? Well, sure. <laughs> yes, that's that, you know that's standard in every sport. Some other reasons. <laughs> but that's the, that's the whole so, point. That's why he's getting you, grief. Let me ask you a question. Both of you guys a question. Was the last lap exciting? Yeah, sure. It there was. you go. That's it. That's what they want. So it was made for TV. How else would we watch it? Well, the last lap to me was an episode of like, you know, so you're okay. watching, so watching WWE. Okay yeah, the last lap was like so watching then, WWE. So why are you making that point? No, the last lap to me, the result that we got was watching like WWE. Let me tell you something. Roger Rumble winning the whole road from Let, the beginning. I'll, I'll I don't know what. where somebody I'll comes up and pulls my leg out. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right? For a, for <laughs> <a>, <laughs> yes, he knows what I'm talking about. For a casual fan, yes, it is exciting because they don't really know the rules. They don't know what's going on. But I know for a fact that all three of us, mm -hmm. even though you're a Max supporter, I said we, we were. I like, was yo, what, 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 what is this? No, no, not only us. We were pissed the off. Whole bar, the whole bar. We were watching the other bar. More than half of the bar was like, what just what happened? What happen? Yeah, a bunch of people were celebrating and we're not taking that away from them, just, but I'm, I was like, not like this. Come on. You know what's yeah. crazy? You Regardless say, of who won. Yeah, not like this. You say, what is going on? And it's funny because I said that even before, and you told me that it was a, a, a full of crap answer. You asked me, who do you want to win? And I said, I just want everybody to have a good race. And look, nobody had a good race. I was just like, man, like. <laughs> listen, 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 you front runner. I don't know what you're talking Pirate about. Pirate too. Because my man came into the bar with, with a Mercedes, Mercedes hat Mercedes and hoodie. a Mercedes hoodie. And then the minute, uh, the, the minute he gets in, he takes it off. I'm a Max supporter. <laughs> yep. Uh, the lap, what, 53 or 50, whatever. No, no, lap, listen, lap 37. When Max came lap, for the yeah, pitch, lap he goes 37, with his When on. it looked like Lewis was going to win the race, he's 10 <laughs> seconds ahead. Back on he says, Go, Lewis! Yeah! yeah! Go, Lewis! LH44, Team Hamilton, <laughs> baby, let's go, yeah! I said hashtag yeah! Hashtag grateful, yeah! <laughs> Blessed. Blessed. And then, right? And then, 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 right back out. <laughs> and then, Max overtakes him on the last lap. Go, Max! <laughs> yeah! yeah! Me and Yancey are like, what just the happened? hell is wrong with you, no, no. bro? Yeah, and it's true. At the bar, he was jumping. Me and you were what? The, yeah, I exactly. Jumping. I was on my feet. Yeah, because it was exciting. But remember, we so, cannot so say. So you were bored on that last. But wait, 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 you wait. Were wait. Bored on it? Wait, 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 wait. I cannot hundred percent truthfully say how you were. I have to exaggerate. 
to make it look better. So okay, so going back. But you were <laughs> jump, you were bored on that last lap. <laughs> were were you guys on... bored? No, no, of course not. Boring, of course. Dude, I had like even goosebumps on that last lap. Why did you have goosebumps? You're a front runner, dude. I'll tell you what. <laughs> front runner. You know who was the real race director? Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. That so, was that was I a want, made I, for I Netflix moment. I want to point out. That yes. We're sitting at the bar. I took off my hoodie. I was in my Mac shirt. Max wins. What happens? This beautiful tall brunette comes over, gives me a high five. Congratulations. Yeah. It's only because I was wearing the Max. Because she's a front runner too. If I was wearing the the Mercedes, then she wouldn't have done that. Gotcha. Okay. So that made you Sunday. That made, no, it didn't. Let me not get myself in trouble. Um, <laughs> I was about to go in, bro. Yo, you know what was cool? The guys that were sitting, like, I guess, in front of us. In front of us. They even send them. We were at Stout. Fele was so... By the way, if you guys watch in New York City, go to the official meetup for Formula One, whatever. Just type it into Google. You'll you'll come across. We watch at Fele. Fele was so packed. This is across the street from MSG. There was a line literally down the whole block. Madison Square Garden. Literally down the whole block that we had to go into the sister bar. And that was packed too. Like, it was... uh, Thank you, Drive to Survive, right? Yeah. But listen... Yeah, it was exciting. You're right. But for... Michael Massey was trending on Twitter. <laughs> Formula insane. One trending. Max Verstappen trending. Lewis Hamilton trending. But I'll tell you what. I... For those that follow the sport, us three, it was it was a, it was a bittersweet moment. Because obviously, yes, we wanted, we wanted to see somebody challenge mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton. We got the season that we wanted... For so long this season, it was a back and forth battle. Them talking shit to each other over the crap, whatever. I mean, over the media, (laughs) and you know, it was very entertaining to watch the entire season. For it to end that way, it was terrible. It was terrible, and and you know what? I don't mind the last lap shootout is good, but it was just it just felt like somebody was put at a disadvantage. For somebody else to win, right. and it was. What were you comparing the end to? In a, it's like in a show. show. Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, Sopranos. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, you the know, it was. It was that disappointing. Man. Yes, it was just. <laughs> yes. Like, dude, like, come on, man, like, get it right, get it right. Look, and, I, I'll be upfront. Like, yeah, I was supporting Max. Because I think that first championship would have been better than the eighth championship. I would have been happy whoever won. If it was a good race, that's all I wanted. A good race. I feel robbed. I feel robbed of the whole season. Just like in Game of Thrones. Like, you you get the whole build up and then the end is just like, okay, let's wrap this up. Okay, just let's do this stuff. And it's just like, oh, okay. We were robbed. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And, it was, and the thing is that, that it's... The soap opera should not it, have ended that way. All of that, it was a culmination of the entire season. Massey felt pressured. He buckled under pressure. And what do we want now? And he made a bad decision. Wait, we'll get to that. You know, he made a bad decision. And it just left so many people with a very bitter taste in their mouth about that championship. And even casual fans I've heard were like, what just happened? Right. Like, what is this? Is this sport? Is it, you know, because it it just, <laughs> Hamilton dominated that race. That race, yeah. How would you say? And then, and then on top of that, it was just, Hamilton dominated that race. 
and a lot of people were comparing this to 2008 when Lewis won his first championship, right? And if those that don't know what the situation was there, Hamilton had to finish ahead. He had to finish fifth place or higher. Mm -hmm. He was going up against um, Felipe Massa Massa Ferrari. Felipe Massa did everything that he could. He won that race. And at that point, when Massa crossed the line, he was the champion because Lewis was six. On the final lap, Timo Glock, it started raining. Timo Glock decided to stay on slicks instead of putting on the intermediates. He had no pace. Lewis Hamilton passed him on the final lap, got fifth place, and won the championship over Felipe Massa. Now, when something like that happens, yes, it's heartbreaking for Felipe Massa and Ferrari, right? But for McLaren. And and if you see, you know, everybody in the Ferrari garage is happy, go lucky. And then after that happened, it's like, what just happened? But that is something that we expect as race fans. Weather could be an issue. Mm-hmm. There could be an accident or a safety car. And and that's what influenced the outcome of the race. This was different because the outcome of the race was influenced by the officials. It was a man-made disaster instead of by like, by giving instead somebody of a, a disaster technique. made right. by the <laughs> by giving weather. somebody a double yeah. technique on a flagrant foul. <laughs> so and and that's what people have an issue with is that the officials, the people who are supposed to be, you know, keeping everything in order, were in disarray. Yeah, and this is what they got, and it was just unfortunate because this was supposed to be the shining moment of F one, especially. You know, after the Liberty takeover, we finally get a championship battle in so many years. And and it's between, you know, the the the, the reigning seven-time uh, champion who is the greatest of his generation versus the greatest of the new generation. And they're coming, you know, head to head. And and we saw that, you know, the old school still has it. And 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 the new school barely made it, but then everything just turned on a dime, and it was just this was supposed to be that moment, and we were robbed of a special moment because instead of celebrating with Max, whoever won, but instead of celebrating with Max with the championship, we were looking at them celebrating, and they were like, "Should he have really won the yeah. race?" <laughs> so on that note, on that note, it was. Yeah. What do you guys? So I want to talk about the FIA and their handling of the safety car. Well, we've already talked about it to potentially in the race, the unlapping of the few cars and really just the FIA. What? I mean, we've been talking about it, but what can be done? What has to be done? What, what do we change? They've been the invisible hand all season. Mm-hmm. What do we do here? Yeah. Bury them. Bury them. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Michael Massey has got to go, dude. He can't stay there. And then like a major overhaul of all the regulations on the road because there's a bunch of them throughout the whole year where it probably either not properly followed, made up on the fly. It's just, it was, it's, and to end, even to crown a champion the way it was done, not saying that my, uh, Verstappen did not deserve it. No, he, he fought all year for that. That last lap incident, the way it was decided, that should not be. Yeah, and and the Massey has got to go. Do you it, think Massey should be fired? Yes. 
I think the problem goes deeper than Massey. The yeah. problem the problem is obviously the way the rules are written. And and one example of that is in that regulation of our about the safety car where it says any cars that have been lapped should be unlapped. Right away, like lawyers speak, um like what? Right, like lawyers speak. Uh they you know, dissect the rules and they're gonna say it says any cars, but it doesn't say all cars. Which I don't think that's the spirit of the rule, right? Um but then what happens is that you have this lobbying between the teams. Mm -hmm. You have these dissecting of the rules as they're written. Um, so their advantage. It, it, the, the, the problem is, is that it's up for interpretation and these are rules for sport. Rules for sport should not be up for interpretation. They should be concrete. These are all the rules that we follow. Understood, yeah. Okay. Right? Um, so that's one. The way the rules are written is a problem. Second, Michael Massey has an in, a lot of responsibility, so he should have more people around Too many him. Hats. Yeah, because Charlie Whiting, the thing with Charlie Whiting, uh, um, was that not only was he was he the race director, he was a technical delegate, so he knew the rules in and out. So before he even went to the stewards, he already knew what he could go with to, to the stewards with, and he already knew what what was going to be permissible or not. Michael Massey was not, is not that guy. And obviously not everybody should be wearing all those hats. So you got to have more people around him taking different responsibilities, and then you have this one guy that they report to. Maybe it should be Michael Massey, maybe it not. Um, the other thing is the lobbying with the teams. Like I said, this is not up for interpretation. The rule is the rule. This is how this is going to go. The rules are the rules. He it. needs to be able to stand up to these guys and not be this passive-aggressive guy, which we've seen him be throughout this whole season over the radio. This is what it is. And, and you know, we live and die with this. The, I, those are my solutions to this. But as I don't like to call for anybody's head as far as calling for anybody's job. But... <laughs> If, does. <laughs> yeah, but if so many other people are saying that he has too too many things going on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then that is not the fault of the guy who's in that position. That is the fault of the organization that employs him because he's not getting enough help from the FIA. And we know that the FIA in total, not, not only has the resources to run the F1 championship, but they have the resources to run multiple championships mm -hmm. across motorsport. But this is the pinnacle. This is the best one. This is where all the resources should be going. And they definitely have enough money and pull to get this guy the help that he needs. I, I, I kind of I agree with what you say right now. Yeah. I think he needs, you know, they have to have, because obviously we only see him, so we don't know if, we, if he has yeah. it. Underneath him, he's not using him strategically for example i cannot agree with what you're saying because in the last few actions we see him on the track yeah. we don't see a guy with a hard head you know that you could say yo that guy's a construction guy he knows what he's talking about those barriers and i think he's done you know very, i think he's done a very good job as far as what safety concerns no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah he's done a really good job no I'm not, I'm not not saying okay, mm -hmm. i guess i'm saying I disagree, but, yeah okay but i'm saying him there himself you know he could say oh yeah but right next to him is wellington the guy in charge of you know safety barriers and he's been doing mm -hmm. it for Michael Massey is getting, you know, he's been, yeah, he's there right. just to oversee, but the advisor said, hey, no, 
this got to be fixed before we go back to racing. Okay, guys, I go back to you. You know, yeah. meaning he's maybe he's too the funnel just maybe has to be a little. Yeah, I mean, and then uh, you know, I've also read that the way that position was created. Obviously, the the only other guy that we know that has been in that position would probably be Charlie. Charlie Whitey. and uh, and the way that position is 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 formed or say created was because of Charlie White, not because of Charlie Whiting, but he was the one that basically, you know, uh, I say molded that position and yeah. he was the only one that was in charge of it. But he wore many hats. Again, he was a technical delegate, so he knew the rules in and out. He made sure of the safety. There's a lot of responsibilities. And the way, you know, the way F1 is, it's a monster. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. If you, even within a team, we've seen uh, Ferrari go through uh through a uh, through a restructuring where uh, Mattia Bonato had too many responsibilities and they had to create a team around him to run the team efficiently and we've seen how well that's gone for they them. The I think needs. that the FIA needs that need. as far as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the FIA needs. What you just said right now, they need yeah. a, a major restructure of everything and then followed by clear path and all the rules I and think regulations. That whole situation is rotten to the core and they need to fix so many things around that. It's just a it, it, right. Now, it looked. It's a complete mess, and it looked it on live TV, on the crowning moment of one of the best seasons we've had in F one. I agree. I think that actually we were we were talking about some stuff before about before the podcast about laying down the law, getting respect, whatever. I think mm-hmm. that Michael Massey kind of just lets himself be run over by everyone. And that's, that's true really as well. Part of the problem because if you come in and you say at right at the start of this, for for example. At the start of the race, Max, if there's any shenanigans, know that you're going to get all the repercussions. So that dive bomb in turn one of lap one, Max is putting his own race at risk, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not it, – there could be a point deduction, which there was talk of leading into the race, right? So, you're changing my mind a little, Yancy, but I, to be honest, mm-hmm. I think that Michael Massey, if, if, if fired for anything, he should be fired for his – Lack of attention to safety. I think that the virtual safety car was called way too late. There were cars. He, um, Giovinazzi was in the line of fire mm-hmm. of the cars uh, turning right there. If, if somebody had lost their uh, brake by wire or their their steering comp, whatever, whatever, could have been disaster. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the safety car for for uh, Latifi. We saw cars flying by him. There was debris on the track. Cars flying by him. The safety car was not called. I don't know if it's a delay on like the, the broadcast or what, but we've seen Michael Messi put cars, uh, set cars free to race with mm-hmm. a crane on the field. We've seen just Baku after Max Verstappen. Yeah, uh, we saw. I think it was Germany last year or two years ago when it was wet. The cars had to be last year. The last year was his first year on the job. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't German. So, so whatever. But mm. at, what I'm saying is that there there are too many instances. I'll, I'll give you another one. Baku. There was a car literally stranded in the middle of the track, and there was no safety car called yet. Max was for like was, another half a lap. Yeah, he was out of the car. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing here? Like, over the course of this season, and there are some episodes last season. Michael Messi has shown that he is not as attentive to the safety of the drivers as he should be. And that above the show, above his own standing in, in whatever, that needs to be paramount. We cannot have another Jules Bianchi. Mm-hmm. He needs to go because of that or restructure and announce this is the safety race director. 
right. or race safety director. And like that is the guy that create makes different calls. position around him right. that that they can report to him. Right. But they're in charge of it. And and because what happens is is that if you have too many, if you have too many, too many hats, you're not gonna be able to put attention to these critical issues right. throughout and then, the race week. That's and the most team principles calling you too. Yeah. So yeah. look, because I don't the open think... line of communication is good, but it's not to just moan and complain. I don't even that's think what, that that's the... what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. The race safety director would even report to Michael Massey. He should have the autonomy to say safety car, virtual safety car, red flag, whatever. Three lights. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, it's like the meme with the guy sweating and the, the button to press. It'd be like uh, a squid like game. Like squid game where the old man has to... <laughs> I still have not seen that. But you're missing out. Yeah, but um, I- I'm just saying, look, above every other thing, the most important thing is the safety of the drivers, the safety of the fans, and the safety of all the people working on the track. And I feel mm-hmm. like right now we don't get that with Michael Massey, and that needs to change like right away before next season starts. I don't know. That's my opinion. He needs to tell You changed my mind on that, though. He needs to also. Uh, yeah, right. He needs to iron fist, too. For real. Yeah, because you're right. I never. That That's also part of it as far as, like, when you have an accident on track, you got to make sure that. I, I think he's been very. I think he's been very proficient in making sure barriers are in place and stopping mm-hmm. the race and making sure that everything is fixed before you go racing again. No, but because he, even in Turkey last year, he he released the cars when there was a crane on no, track. No, no, but, but wait, wait, wait. Because <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'll, let me finish. What I'm saying is that once that happens, he's very good as far as making sure that the barriers are in place yes. and everything like that. But he's very slow on the trigger to pull a safety car or a VSC, especially when the cars are running around. That's where I think he's lacking. And you're right on that one. But as far as like getting... You know all the barriers where they should be, and making sure that everything is fixed before you before before you go racing. I think he he. I mean, he's not a complete f up. I think no, no, no. You know he does. It's a tough job. It's a it's a really tough Very. job. Um, he does <laughs> some good things and some very bad things. Unfortunately, in the moment that it counted the most, he messed up. It was a tough spot. So that's our diatribe, right, on the FIA. Anything else to say? On the FI, on the governing body of F one, let's put it that way. Yeah, they they need then to, a major overhaul. They need a major overhaul and how. Man, I really think that like, man. yo, there should be the the system. Like for example, they're so fast to be like, you guys were out of uh, you were out of the track or you were outside of track limits. Your lap is deleted. Yep. They should be like the NFL refs throwing up flags like, oh, five second penalty here. You push this guy <laughs> off track. Like with all the telemetry that we have, they should That's be what mo- they should be able to pull something up much faster. Then what they do, even if it's five laps later, I'm okay with that. It cannot be after races. It cannot be like that. We I think that's it, that's it, part of the overhaul what, where what they, they need to be up to par with technology. It feels like which they is, are. It feels like this is like a moving blob. Like it, and there, there's never one set of set rules. It, they go to different tracks, and and you can see that with the track limits. Track yeah, limits no, on all, right. track limits on one turn. It, all right, if you go. To a basketball game, you know where the out of bounds line is. Mm-hmm. It's not right after it. Right. It's, it's not, not. It's not one foot could be out, yeah. another foot in. <laughs> you know what? If you are anywhere near out of bounds, yeah, it's, it's out college, of bounds. It's not college rules. You know, it's the same thing. You base, but not baseball. That's that's but, the worst example. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> but that's what, that's also part of the problem because remember, different tracks have different stewards. Football. No, no, I'm saying that's also part of. The, 
Yes. Some of the rules are decided Please by the stewards. That, yes. So that's part of the problem as well. That also needs to be streamlined. They need as well. a team, just like every league has a team of refs and a yes. team of and a, and a team of you know, umpires in baseball. Um, they need a team of stewards that go to every race. It doesn't have to be the same ones all the time, yep. but they can rotate them and they can at least have some kind of like a workshop where yeah. people go over the rules and this is what I'm it's sure going to be do. called. This is one. Yeah, but no, because every every race has different stewards. Yeah, and it's not and and it and it's up to the race director and who he picks. To make but peace. It, yeah, <laughs> to but make it's peace. but it's not a dedicated team. It's like whoever can do it. Meaning, out of all these fifty people, these five are going to be in this race or whatever. You know, whatever amount of people it is. Yeah, but I, you, we at least we already know who it is, and they know if it's a static set of stewards. I feel like one team is going to pay off. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like that's what's going to happen. No. Well, the, the, well, it doesn't the, happen the, in baseball. The, the issue is, is that but they you rotate. can't. They yeah. rotate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but that's why you have to have a. Well, but there's 32 games or 16 games going on at a night or whatever, so it's hard to really. You have to get the teams out of the decision-making process of how the rules are being applied. Yes. Mm -hmm. You can bring them in on how to on how to mm. construct the rules and put the rules together and, and do different viewpoints. But once that's done, the teams have to stay out of it. They can't lobby anything because mm -hmm. then, then it's not a sport. It's a political process after that. It's inmates running the asylum. Yeah. The rest of the race. There was, there was more to this race. Yep, there, there was. was? <laughs> yeah, aside from really? Max yes. and Hamilton and FIA. Carlos Effin signs. Great job. Wow. Great job, Ruben. It only well, that's because, those... you know, it's Carlos signs. <laughs> <laughs> to you, my friend. Great job, Ruben. <laughs> to me. Pressing to the you, drop. my friend. Carlos Effin signs. I feel special. <laughs> on, on the podium. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> Gets third place, and with that podium position, clinches. What was it? Fifth in the fifth uh, place. drivers' Best championship standing. Yeah. Uh, hold on, am I correct with that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. So, best of the rest. Great job during the race. Great job during the season. Yeah, he did an awesome job losing to us. Well, I think he he moved to Marinello. Yes, before the begin before, before the, the start before, of the before the, the start of the season. Pretty much the season ends, he moved to Marinello. He wanted to be I think he wanted to sharpen up his Italian as much as possible. With the I food said, I said Carlos Sainz fifth place, right? World driver. Yeah. Yeah. He did okay. the same thing with McLaren. When he, yeah, when he was McLaren, he moved, he moved to, to um near Woking to be next near near the factory. And uh Ferrari at first was very surprised to see him around the factory so much because no driver really does that. Um, Carlos Sainz is one of those drivers that you can look up to as a layperson, you know, as non-racing driver. I'm not talking about you, Wellington. I know you are a yeah, race driver. World, world, world class. Uh, On PS4 and 5. Yeah. <laughs> driver. <laughs> um, you can look at Carlos Sainz as an example that hard work pays off absolutely he is not the most talented guy he doesn't have the he doesn't have the that 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 natural talent for racing like a max verstappen or lewis hamilton yeah. or even a leclerc or me they're gonna ask him hey carlos how did you do it hard work and dedication yeah the magic um, and you can talk you can see you can look at a lot of guys on the grid and see that they just have a natural talent for it and it's not only those three guys that I named. There's a whole bunch up and down the grid. But 
not only does Carlos Sainz, he does have a talent for it, but the reason why he's so good is that he works hard at it. He has gone to, he's gone to, I don't know, like four or five different teams on the grid and has succeeded at every single one of them because he works so hard. He studies the car, studies the team, gets to know, gets to know. Um, he beat Leclerc. Okay. Um, he he well, got he, he beat Lando. He beat Lando too. Yeah. He beat Leclerc. Did you? Okay. His first year. He didn't beat Max though. But anyway. <laughs> 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 but anyways, but but that's besides the point. You no, know, all joking aside, he's one of those guys that puts the work in and gets the results out. And if you want to have a role model, I think Carlos Sainz is that guy that you can follow and see his career, his trajectory, and see how his paid off. He's very consistent in his in his results. He doesn't have the best um, weekend sometimes, but he's always scoring points. And at the end, he's what – if you guys remember the story of the tortoise and the hare? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the tortoise. He's going to finish the race, and he's going to get a good result. And in the end, what happens in this last race because he's last race because he's been so consistent. He had a great weekend. He was able to jump. He was able to go from seventh to and finish fifth. fifth. Yeah, vamos. Leclerc and Norris, and Norris had a phenomenal season. Yep. this season too. So, kudos to Carlos Sainz. Vamos, my man, yeah. Chile, son. Yeah, un- unbelievable. Yeah, and, and and honestly, nobody thought that he would come in and have such a good season and on top of that be Leclerc because nobody really thought he could Thank be you. Leclerc. Thank you, Jensky. Okay. It just, uh, there were, weren't there the rumors swirling around at the beginning of the season that he was only going to be in the seat for like X amount of time until Mick Schumacher was ready to move into that? Mm-hmm. Now, now what do you do? You got you to gotta ride the hot hand and this guy's consistently proven himself. Well, I mean, it's going to be a battle between him and Leclerc. Um... Depending, I mean, obviously the team has improved a lot, and they're looking to be in contention next season or starting next season. Him and Leclerc, who won that qualifying battle? I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't look. Um, next week we'll just go. Yeah. yeah, but and I wouldn't be surprised if Signs did win that, but I'm not sure who did. But um, one thing that you can see, the especially. In the last few races, is that they were always right. They were always right behind the, each other when they finished the race. We so respect either, too. So yeah, no, obviously, yeah. But it was either you know Leclerc be signs or or signs be Leclerc, but they were right next to each other. So no, if they got equal machinery, they're gonna be they right got, there with. What each I'm other. saying with respect is that this is the feeling I got. If Carlos was having a better race than Charles, mm-hmm. they'll tell him, "Hey, let him pass to see if he gets ahead. If it doesn't happen, let's just switch back." Mm-hmm. So. Well, there, if, it, they, if they they keep with the same momentum, it might work for their advantage. There are two the guys end. that treat each other with respect, and they respect their team, um, and they treat other drivers with respect yes. as far as racing. So it, you're not gonna have a situation where it's like we talk. I feel like we're talking bad about Max, even though Max is the champion. But Max is very aggressive, and you feel that if you get into a battle with Max, you're gonna crash. You don't feel that way with Sainz or or Leclerc. So. It was nine Carlos Sainz, thirteen Charles Leclerc. Okay. Um, He's quick. Can we right over a lap? See you later. We're leaving you alone. Says what? Yeah, go ahead. Just leave me alone. I know what to do. So, final race, 
engine, typical. I like the thing in the, in the car. Yeah, the decal on the car. We're leaving you alone, Kimmy, mm-hmm. I think I said. It's something or like Kimmy, that. We're, we're leaving you alone. Yeah, now. the car left them alone, too. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Dude, this alpha, just terrible. Bury it this season. Just, it needs a witch doctor or something. It needs Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, after the plunge, <laughs> <laughs> epic, re- epic career, it's over. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, how can you, a guy that has given has given us so many great moments without having really much of a personality? The guy was himself. He just, it, he always gave you the obvious answer, and the obvious answer was hilarious. <laughs> Epic driver, world champion. Yeah, he was amazing cool, character. Because that, yeah. to me, I was like, he's a character. That's what you know. Because yeah. you're not expecting that, so that's why, and that's awesome for him. And he was know, when enjoy he retirement was, and during his McLaren days and even with Ferrari days, dude was he was fast, man. So he was with Lotus too, right? Yes. Most importantly, see you later, Antonio Giovinazzi. Better days ahead. I know you are <laughs> the Bergamo bullet. <laughs> the Bergamo bullet. I was looking for the actual word, Bergamo bullet. Uh, also, many, see you how later. How many uh, tissues did you go through? A lot. A lot. Um, he lost his hair in the process. So. I did. Yeah. I did. Uh, also, see you later is uh, Valtteri Bodas. See you later. Yeah. He's going to Alpha. He's going to Alpha. Oh. Well, I mean, he's not our F1 at least. George is already at Mercedes, by the way. Yeah. Doing testing. The testing. Yeah. Did you see uh, Bodas' helmet? Christmas helmet. That was awesome. That was it was all Christmas? the uh, great moments yeah. that he's had with. Oh yeah, uh, the last time. Whoa, whoa! That, oh, I'm talking about the, the for the test today. No, I haven't oh, seen no. that. Yeah, we're recording what on a Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday so. December fourteenth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Boras, thanks. Sayonara. For nothing. Wow. Can't really say Damn, that. I come guess. on, really? World drivers champion or world constructor champion multiple times. Yeah. Race winner, multiple race winner, multiple pole positions. Um, enjoy Alpha Romeo. I just, you know, it's a bad taste in my mouth because had he been up there, this race would have shaken out differently. Yep. Max can't just pit at will. But it was a, a weird, weird season with regards to that. Um, man, that was one thing I meant to mention. In the FIA section that we talked about, they really need to look at the rules because I feel like the season started to get sour, not at the last race, but when Mercedes could keep bringing different ICEs to the race loophole and only take they need to close all those loopholes Mm -hmm. not just that one not because of Mercedes took advantage of that but just all the loopholes just close them like Fernando Alonso just doing Fernando Alonso things and really kind of exposing cutting the corners yeah (laughs) cutting corners going off track and overtaking off track like dude come on like let's fix these Grosjean used to do that too he used to do that in Russia (laughs) and then lastly kind of of note during this race is Yuki Sonoda fourth, Pierre Gasly fifth. Uh, and it was to a point where Yuki Sonoda almost overtook Carlos Sainz for his first, first podium because of that whole lap. He was like half thing. a second behind him. Yeah. Um, well, that, and that's the other thing with, with that happened. Carlos Sainz had a car in front of him. He could have he could have fought for second place. Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, he could have fought for second he place if he wanted to. Place, yeah. And he couldn't because there was a lap car in front of him. Grant, he was on old tires, too. He could have. He could. What I'm, what I'm saying is that at the start, he could have joined the little fight. Yeah, Just he like, could have. Oh, yeah. Remember fight. Ocon, two races. Or, or, so what happens? All right. Let's say if, if he does give him a fight, 
He does give him a fight at the at the you know at the start <laughs> after the safety car. Yeah. Does Max take off just like that, or he has to worry about Signs coming behind him? That would have been the ultimate if Carlos Signs wins that race. But that's what I'm saying. Like yep, things yeah, like yeah. that happen, and we don't know if it could happen because the cars weren't. It was, a, it was a, yeah the proper so, procedure. Whatever, man. Man. All right, and look, this episode's been running long. Congratulations, Mercedes. Congratulations. Max Verstappen on winning drivers and constructors. We'll talk about the rest of the standings next week. We'll anything else before season wrap up next week? Anything else before we uh, fully, fully wrap up this episode? <laughs> it's over, boys. My boy uh, Sebastian Vettel. Overtake King. Overtake yes, King. Crypto.com. Guys, follow us on uh, the socials. I'll bring it up on the screen. We are across many podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. At Jump to Start F1 for Twitter and Instagram and Jump to Start Racing Podcast on YouTube. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe, hit the bell, follow, comment, add us, add us, don't add us, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll see you guys in about a week's time. We will be discussing end of season awards and a season wrap up. See you later, guys. Peace. Peace.